everyone. I am in Canadians for Truth Studios, and I want to welcome you to my show, Unstoppable Truth. Today, my guest is Ariana Bell, who is an equestrian athlete and has won over 70 Canadian and U.S. national championships. She also has several recognition awards, such as Horseman of Supreme Merit, Handler of Honor, and Legion of Excellence. Bravely, she is now sharing her story about being injured by the COVID-19 vaccine. Hi, Ariana. How are you doing today? I'm well. How are you? Welcome to the show. I'm great. I'm so happy to have you on my show. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much, Jamie, for having me and letting me come and talk to you guys today. Well, my first question for you, hun, is what is your why? Why are you here speaking out today with me and our, and our listeners? I'm here today just to kind of spread the word to let people know. Um, I wish people knew now what I had not known then. If I had known a couple of things, then I might have done some things differently. I think healthcare might have been different. I think we could have come to a different outcome. So I just really want people to know that these things do happen and that there are options when those things happen. Amazing. Um, I want to just start with, let's get right into it. And let's start, let's talk about how this all played out for you. How, um, what led you to wanting to get the vaccine? And let's just start with that and see where we go. For sure. So I got the vaccine in May of 2021. It was a little later after it had come out before um, it was really mandatory to work, but that was coming down the line. Um, but really my main thing outside of work, I work as a nurse, so I needed it to help keep myself and my patients safe. I also wanted to be able to travel. As you mentioned, I am an equestrian athlete. I do compete out of country. And in order to do that, we had a big U.S. nationals coming up. I needed to be vaccinated to travel across the border. Um, it just was a fact of life. It was time to get it. Um, kind of all the science at the time looked like it was pointing that way. So I got the vaccine so I could travel, so I could work. Was there any hesitancy towards getting it? Did you feel that the mandates were, were a bit of a, a red flag for you? Or did you feel confident that it was the right thing to do? I was pretty nervous. Um, I'm very pro, you know, doing everything we can. I know as a nurse, I'm vaccinated for everything else. I'm very pro following science and medication. The mandates to me were a red flag. I didn't love being forced into something, especially so soon with so little testing and so little honesty in the media about what these side effects may or could look like down the line. I remember at the time, um, it looked like there might be some female infertility issues. And I had jokingly said to my mother right before I got it, if she didn't get grandkids, that this was on her because she had booked my appointment for me. Um, turns out that what I had was a little bit worse, I think, for me. But it was what it was. It was at the time, if I didn't get it, I wasn't going to be able to work. I wasn't going to be able to travel. There was nothing that I would be able to do in my daily life. I wouldn't have been able to go out to the barn to even see my horses at the time. Wow. You couldn't even go out to see your animals. Oh, no. so then you got your first injection. You went to your family doctor. Tell us about that experience. So I had got my vaccine on the 7th of May. By May 8th, I was pretty sick. I was very feverish. I was unable to get off the couch. I was sore and nauseous. Things I thought might have been normal vaccine um, happenings, kind of like when you get the flu vaccine, I had been warned against those. 
was during a shutdown, so I was shut off of work. I didn't really have much to do. I laid on the couch for about a week or two to recuperate, but nothing was getting better. When I went to my doctor with my symptoms, dizzy, weight loss, vomiting, um, my doctor told me that it must have just been a viral infection because there were no such side effects from the vaccine, I was told. I was given medications for an inner ear infection and sent home. Sorry, I'm just in awe of this. So basically you were told um, that it can't be the vaccine? I was told that if it wasn't a heart problem or something to do with blood clots, that it couldn't possibly be the vaccine. So what kind of treatments besides, um, you mentioned um, that you were being treated for something that you didn't have necessarily, um, but what else were you told? I was told everything under the sun except for what it was. We treated inner ear. I saw an ENT specialist and was cleared. I was then told I was, it was probably neurological symptoms. So I went through the process of being um, cleared by neurology. Um, I also saw some other specialists in various areas. I had things for cardiac checks and full body MRIs. It took a long time to see an internist. Uh, finally, I think it took six months to see somebody. And at the time they found gallbladder stones. So they told me that it must all just be gallbladder problems, that there couldn't be anything else and referred me for surgery for that. Um, I did see a surgeon for that. He was the head at the University of Alberta Hospital for general surgery. When we saw him, my mother had gone with me. We were told that I was delusional and that it was all in my head, that it was just an eating disorder. And if I didn't start eating on my own, because at the time I had lost about 60 pounds, that they were just going to put a tube in my stomach and force feed me until I stopped pretending something was wrong. He denied the surgery for the gallbladder I needed, and he had only ordered some tests, as he said in his words, to prove these falsehoods to me. Um, and those tests were what ended up showing the gastroparesis and other issues that the vaccine had caused. Ariana, this is after one shot. One dose. I held off on getting my second for quite some time. So you, you will go through this whole rigmarole months later. We're now, what, seven months later? And now you're contemplating whether to get the second one. So what happens? You're, you're dealing with all these health problems and being told you're, you're not well mentally, that it's, mm -hmm. it's, not, it's not the vaccine. What do you do next? I spoke to my then internist at the time, I see somebody else now, and my then family doctor about asking for an exemption. I was just so nervous about getting a second one and possibly making something worse or adding something on top of it. I was told that exemptions for such things didn't exist. There was no reason for me not to get it and was made to get a second dose, which did make my symptoms worse. Unbelievable. I'm in absolute shock right now. So everything was completely ignored and it's go ahead and get the second one. So you go, you go for the second one. What proceeds to happen after this? Talk us through the next few months. Mm -hmm. So my symptoms get worse. I can't eat or drink anything. Not even water is tolerated. Everything is something that makes me violently ill. I um, switched family doctors to the one I see now, and I got a new internist. 
who was much more open to vaccine injuries. She actually currently runs one of the only vaccine injury clinics in Western Canada. Um, she does a great job with it, but she was much more open. We did a lot more testing. She told me no more doses because around then was when they were starting to recommend third boosters. Um, she did not allow me to get it, which was a relief. It's been such relief that it was never mandated to get any additional doses. Um, but she did all the investigations and everything from then on. She connected me with another doctor to get the surgeries that I needed. And with the nutrition and GI team at the Royal Alec Hospital, who have done all my tube feed care and helped me manage all of my post-surgical treatment since then. You'd mentioned to me uh, before this interview, too, that um, your previous doctor, something has changed with her. Do you want to tell our, our listeners um, where she is? Yes. Yeah, so my doctor has actually retired. Uh, my previous family doctor at our last visit had told me that she was no longer going to be practicing. It was the end of her practice and that she felt terribly about the way that my care had been handled. At the time when I had first seen her, they lots of doctors felt that their licenses were very threatened um, by Alberta Health Services, by people in the government to talk about vaccine injury. So if it wasn't one of the two things that they were allowed to say without a doubt was a vaccine injury, they weren't allowed to discuss it. It wasn't even on the table. Uh, it was later revealed to me that I never should have been told to get my second dose. And I was eventually referred for treatment and counseling for medical mishandling and malpractice by my current provider because she felt so awful about the way so much of it had been handled. Trips in the ER had been abysmal. It was pretty rough. Oh, I can't even imagine. I have a pit in my stomach listening to this because you're, you're one of millions that are going through this, that have been called crazy. Uh, it's in your head. It's, uh, you know, we've been, you've been canceled. You've been told all kinds of things. And I'm very sorry for that because this is a very serious, um, situation that we're all living through. And again, I just want to say, you're super courageous for speaking out and sharing your story. This has changed your life so drastically, Ariana. Like, I can't even imagine being an athlete. And I know that you had big dreams. Um, how are you handling this? How do you stay positive? You know, it takes a lot. I am very fortunate to have the friends and family that I do. My family, you know, blood and chosen has been there for me every step of the way. Um, I'm very fortunate. I can't ride quite like I did before. I still compete a little bit. It's out of sheer will alone, but my animals are spectacular. They know their job and they are so kind to me, but the people who are involved with the horses, I mean, just my biggest cheering section from my trainers to my friends and fellow competitors, every time we get to go out, people are so wonderful to be there. They want to listen. They want to hear, they want to support. Um, they had started to go find me to help me when it came time to go to the Mayo Clinic. They have just all been the most wonderful people. I can't ride like I did. I used to do practically everything on my own. And I was out there, you know, every day of the week. I had three horses that I was doing. And now I'm lucky if I can get through a lesson or two or one session or two and maybe once or twice a week. But uh, it takes a lot. IV treatments before and after I go out for extra fluids to be able to manage. It takes a lot of medication and extra physio and therapies to be able to do what once used to be second nature. 
What has been the response in your, um, you know, your community, your, your friends, the people around you, family members? You say that with, you know, in general, you've got a lot of support. Have you had any uh, backlash or, you know, negative response to you wanting to speak out? Absolutely. It's a very polarizing topic. Even I have a hard time with it sometimes. I'm not necessarily like an anti-vaxxer. Like I said, I would get anybody vaccinated for the chicken pox, but I was nervous with this medication. I'm nervous with anything in medicine and science that's new and, you know, fairly untested. And I believe that was a big part of it. It was such a terrifying time for people. People were so scared of COVID that some people, when they heard about your vaccine injury, just couldn't handle that. They didn't want to hear it and know that these were things that could happen because it was supposed to be the safe option. So some people, you know, were quite upset. It was very hard to share, especially working in a medical uh, industry. Most of my coworkers were very supportive and very open-minded and, you know, happy to listen. It's hard to deny things when you can see the decline in somebody happen so rapidly without any other explanation. But it's something that I, you know, felt very uncomfortable sharing on a large scale because I didn't want it to seem like I was, you know, against vaccines or science and safety. But at the same time, I do think people need to know the risks of anything. I mean, if you were to go have any other surgery, we would tell you all the pros and cons. And I felt like that was sorely missed when I got the vaccine. Correct. Right. Like we're not getting actual informed consent. Mm-hmm. So. Absolutely. Let's go back to when you were nursing and you hadn't got this injection. Were you already seeing some of the similar symptoms or side effects that you you ended up getting? I was working in an area outside the hospital. So last time I worked in the hospital was during the height of COVID, but pre the vaccine. The only news I had seen about vaccine injuries had come from other countries that had started to roll it out, but never in my own patients. In my practice, after I had these symptoms, when I did go back to work for a while, I did meet many clients who had similar symptoms, the chronic fatigue, the dizziness, the brain fog, other symptoms. I didn't meet many with the gastroparesis until later, but I did meet many, like it was hard to meet someone who didn't know somebody or have personal experience. So so now what, Ariana? You're, are you still needing the feeding tube? Um, like, are you needing that support? Are you, you talked about IVs. Share with our audience um, what your day-to-day treatments and what you're doing to stay healthy and get up every day. Yeah, so I started with what's called an NJ tube. So the tube that goes through your nose, it bypasses my stomach entirely. It goes straight to the intestines. My stomach doesn't tolerate any kind of fluid, however it's delivered. I had that for a few months to trial it. When we discovered that this was a long-term issue, we moved to a surgically implanted tube. So it goes through the wall of my stomach and into my intestine. And I have to do tube feeds every single day. Um, So you do like three packages, they're pre-done and you run them for hours. It sits on a pump quite like an IV pump. And um, when I'm home, I keep it on an IV roller. It rolls around the house with me and flows constantly. And when I leave the house, I pack it up. I actually have it here in a little backpack. It comes with me everywhere because it's attached uh, to run feeds. So that's a daily thing. If I have busy days or I'm low on fluids because it's so easy to dehydrate, sometimes all the fluid flushes in the world through your tube aren't enough. I have a pick line in my arm that uh, is a implanted. So it's a tunneled IV. It starts in your elbow and it reaches to your heart. 
and we put fluids through there. And that's something I used to do initially daily before I had the tube feeds. It's now something that gets done two or three times a week just to help maintain hydration status so that I'm not so dizzy or so extra ill on top of everything else. Oh my goodness. This is so, like it's, it's so devastating to hear these kinds of stories. And the fact that, you know, we, we take our health for granted in general, don't we? And then these yes. kind, yeah. So is this, is this permanent, Ariana, for what you're, you're aware of? Or, are they, or is there hope for you that you're going to be able to have some kind of surgery or treatment and, and go back to being, you know, Ariana, the way Ariana was health-wise too? Yeah, there is some hope. We're keeping our fingers crossed. I recently returned from the Mayo Clinic in Rochester. They did diagnose a few separate things, all from the vaccine injury. Um, so essentially, the vaccine injury causes a massive autoimmune response, and your body has no idea how to handle it. So things like central sensitization disorder is what they use to explain a lot of the brain fog and dizziness and those symptoms. Essentially, your brain goes from your natural rest and digest into the fight or flight. You get stuck in this limbic system. So your body processes everything as a threat, every stimuli. So things like sound, um, lots of people have different fabric intolerances. Their skin is uncomfortable. Lights are very bright. Things like that, everything is a threat. So that we're hoping we can do some cognitive rehabilitation. I am pulling in a few different courses with the Mayo Clinic to work on that and hopefully make a difference. They have seen good results in some COVID vaccine injury patients, not everybody, unfortunately. I wish there was a light switch, but there isn't. Mm -hmm. And as far as the gastric, we're not sure. I have to see a special motility expert at the Mayo Clinic. I go back again in January. Depending on the dysfunction, there are some surgeries but we're not sure. Unfortunately, with the stomach, if it sits idle for too long, sometimes we lose it. And that is a risk of any of these vaccine injuries that if we're not proactive in treating them, if these symptoms do persist too long, sometimes they go away with time. But if they don't and we're not treating them, we do run the risk of it either never going away entirely or never really returning to our original state. That's unbelievable. Well, I just want to say that... Um, myself and Canadians and humanity, just thank you so much for being so open and honest and vulnerable. I know this, uh, this took a lot of courage to speak out and share your story. And I completely get and understand that, um, you know, you're not trying to shame anybody. You're just simply sharing your, your experience and what you've gone through. And we know that a lot of people who are going through the similar kind of, um, adverse reactions are being completely shut down, as I said earlier. So again, I just want to say thank you so much for sharing today. I just, I pray for you and I'm sending you and your family love and light. Keep going and uh, keep the faith, okay? Thank you so much. That's really kind. And I so appreciate being able to share it. And hopefully, even if it helps just one person, then I'm glad to have been able to help somebody. Exactly. Well, thank you. And I'm cheering you on. If you liked this interview and want to see more of these, please head to canadiansfortruth.ca. Have a wonderful day, everyone. <laughs>